but whenever you, you know, got that scholarship and you earned that, what was that feeling like to you? Um, you know, to you, your family too. I know you have a close relationship with your mom and she's definitely very supportive. How would that, how did that feel? That's a guy, to me, that's gotta be a crazy feeling. To get. It was, yeah, it was a dream come true. And it was crazy how, like, you know, I was, how I was like letting know that I was on scholarship. So like that morning, um, cool Jack had called me. It was like 8 a.m. And we just got back from like, uh, I think it was break. 8 a.m. Just got back. He called my phone. He's ringing him. And then I answer it. And he's like, you know, what are you doing? Like, Coach Novell's calling you. Da, 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 da. Pick up the phone. And he's like, he snapped him. I'm like, it's 8 a.m. Like, I'm asleep. Hey, guys. It's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, Go Nose. This is Terrell Buckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I can wake up to that greeting every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Here the Spear, presented to you by NoGameDay.com. We are here on a wonderful and beautiful Thursday evening, just a few days away from spring camp here in Tallahassee. A lot of things going on the next couple of days. Big recruiting weekend. Got a coach's luncheon tomorrow, and then the guys hit the field on Saturday morning. But to kick off everything, we're going to go ahead and get it going with the king of the spring from definitely last season. It could go back to back. We've got Florida State running back Trishon Ward with us this evening. Ward, what's going on, man? Happy to have you on here. We're excited. This is definitely the one, number one guy that we wanted to get on before at least the season started, but definitely excited to uh, get on with you before the spring. Thankful for the opportunity to have me on y'all's show, man. Thankful. Absolutely. We, I know the fans are going to start jumping in here in the comments and stuff and showing some love to you, but I want to go ahead and jump into things right away. So we got to go see you and tour of duty on Tuesday morning, a little too early for me, I would say, but it was nice to see you guys grinding for us and going through drills and such, but how's the off season been for you uh, to begin things? How's, how's it been going? Um, For the off season for me, I feel like this is like a critical, like, off season for me with me being a senior with me you know becoming uh one of the, the top guys in the running back room and i have to you know work on myself in the spring as far as like conditioning wise and the stuff that i wanted to you know as far as my weaknesses and it's just a good grind to be with your brothers and then help the young guys come along and then just you know overall just push out the standard that coach Norvell preaches yeah, that, that tour of duty doesn't look like it's too much fun. I saw you around with some other running backs, and you said that you're kind of helping more of the younger guys. And, you know, how has that transition been for you, kind of turning into a little bit of a leader? We saw a few other guys, even transfers, being a little vocal during that tour of duty. But how is that you turning into being a leader, kind of being the top dog now in that running back room? And there's a lot 
of responsibilities now for you. Uh, talk a little bit about that as being a leader now. With me being like the older grinding group, it's like it was part. Of, it was pretty destined for me to be the leader, and like with Jay Sean leaving and with him being leaving as well, I had to you know me core and whatnot and the people that was already in the room we had to step up into the plate and as far as like you know bringing the young guys like rodney and the new people with them being new to it i had to you know coach them up teach them up leadership as well and like you know encouraging them to put because ultimately when you get down into our duty and you get to those five minutes and you're still you're gas you're tired you want to quit and Having a little bit of encouragement with your teammates and whatnot is going to push you through and motivate you to be the best. So, ultimately, as far as like the leadership, it's like it was destined for me. I wanted to work on this for like you know the spring and this upcoming season, and it was one of the things that you know my coaches, you know, informed me of what I needed to do better this year. Uh, for for you know what we heard so far, you know the the tour duty has been you know significantly better than than last year. Um, you know, is that something that you've noticed too, that, you know, the buy-in from the team and the effort is much improved or, you know, what are your thoughts that you've seen so far you know, as a leader of the team? So with this being like my third year with Coach Norvell, I already know, like, you know, his expectation on like tour duty. So with that being said, I can like, you know, help others out and then the team around us can help their other groups out as well. So it only makes us as tighter and then builds the chemistry as a whole team. So. It just allows us, you know, to build chemistry and, like, you know, just grind hard with your brothers. Yeah, and you, you've you dubbed yourself um, the king of the spring, and for good reason, because like we were talking about earlier, you were the breakout player on the team last year during spring practice, and I swear you ran for, like, a 1,000 yards during those open scrimmages that we got to watch. So just what is it about spring football that allows you to stand out and excel? Um, ultimately, these are the type, like, spring is what you don't see. And, like, you know, you just hear about, and, like, this is, like, the gritty, the the hard work. The This is the type of work that, you know, people start to, like, you know, this is when they break, you know. And this is really, it really, like, challenges your mental toughness aspect because you're going at it every day and you're trying to get better, you're trying to compete, you're trying to ultimately try put trust in the coaches so they can, you know, put yourself in the best position to be in for fall, you know, and playing this fall for. So with, with that being said, spring is like, you know, champion mindset, build, you know, what the champions are built at and where you ultimately earn your um, stripes. So you've got, you've got David Johnson, but you also got Mike Norvell too. What's it like playing under Coach Johnson, being able to go, at least for me personally, watching him coach you guys, he's definitely hands-on during drills. And then you've also got Coach Norvell, who has definitely a great track record of putting guys into the league, uh, guys showing out in college too during his time definitely in Memphis and now including getting guys uh, at Florida State into the league. Um, what, is, what, is, what is it like being coached under those two right there? They're going to get your absolute best out of it, and they're going to make sure – that you know everything about football. Like, for example, like in our meeting rooms, when we go over plays, the running backs have to know what the O-line doing. They have to know what the receiver's doing, what the quarterback doing. Everybody has to be guys like, we ultimately use two backs, so we got to even know what's going on the outside of perimeter, inside of perimeter. So they're going to make sure you're well prepared as far as the game goes and 
they're going to push you to be the best. And what you get out of Coach Norvell is what you see every day, full of energy. And he's the type of guy that if he sees that you have potential, he's going to push you. And like He's going to push you to like the, be your potential. And that's the same thing with Coach Jack as well. So, like, Coach Norvell and Coach Jack is, like, you know, ultimately like the same people, but, like, you know, with different practices. So, you know, before we jump into the NIL stuff, no, I, I've always wondered, you know, like I said when I came on, no, I, I'm a fan of yours because of the grind. You know, you chose you chose a hard route. You know, you had Division One offers. You know, you, you were committed to Maryland, right, at one time? Yes, that, it was. So, you know, you, you know, you, Big Ten offer, but you chose to bet on yourself and you, you walked on the FSU. So kind of walk us through what, you know, why you made that decision and, and, and you know, here you are today. So um, I'm going to just take you back to my senior year and from the point I decommitted. Mm-hmm. So um, when I decommitted, I decommitted because, you know, the coaching staff there with the head coach and the strength coach, you know, they had a little scandal or whatnot with the players. So, you know, and then they brought somebody else in. And I didn't think that the coach that was in right now wasn't interested in me. Now, as far as, like, I think it was February signing day, before that, I was hitting up almost every coach, like SEC, ACC, Big Ten, all those offers that I had. And then up until that point, they told me that they didn't have enough spots for me. So after that, you know, it was like little schools that was hitting me up. No disrespect to them, like, you know, like Campbell and whatnot. But I know as far as myself and, like, my potential that I know I could be at a power five back. So when that opportunity came for me, my um head coach, Coach Rob, he texted me. He called me that morning, and at the, at this like at that point, I didn't even know what a preferred walk on was. I just know that it was an opportunity to play for Florida State and like you know, put on for the best. And it was right down the road from home. So, but yeah, that was that was that was with my recruitment. Though it was, it was just like a last minute thing. And we didn't really hear too much about it, and you can talk as much as you want about it. But whenever you you know, got that scholarship and you earned that. What was that feeling like to you? Um, you know, to you, your family too. I know you have a close relationship with your mom and she's definitely very supportive. How would that, how did that feel? That's a guy, to me, that's gotta be a crazy feeling. To get. It was, yeah, it was a dream come true. And it was crazy how, like, you know, I was, how I was like letting know that I was on scholarship. So like that morning, um, Coach Jack had called me. It was like 8 a.m. And we just got back from like, uh, I think it was break, 8 a.m., just got back. He called my phone. He's ringing him. And then I answered it, and he's like, you know, what are you doing? Like, Coach Norvell's calling you, da 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 pick up the phone. And he's like, he snapped him. I'm like, it's 8 a.m., like, I'm asleep. So then, you know, I hurry up, call Coach Norvell and whatnot. He's asking me, like, what you doing sleep? You could be missing something. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I was just trying to catch up on some sleep before we actually get back to working out and whatnot and not having sleep. Mm-hmm. So, um... Then he went on and told me, like, that he liked how I worked and whatnot, and he was going to um, put me on scholarship, but I had to keep the main thing the main thing as far as academics, football, and then just keep it selling on the field. And once he told me that, it was just, like, all the burden off my shoulders just went off in, like, the two years, the three years that I was, like, grinding on scout team. It just, it just all came about. And then my mom, she was so happy as well because she was paying, like, for my tuition. So, like, it was hard on her. And without me, like, being on scholarship, I couldn't have paid out of hand. So I'm thankful for her and thankful for Coach Norvell 
for giving me the opportunity for the scholarship. That's awesome, man, to see all that hard work pay off. I, I would have killed to see your mom's reaction. That would have been, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <been> awesome. <laughs> so so you got spring coming up, and there's a lot of things going on. You've got Jordan Travis coming coming back, and it seems like he's a solidified starter going into it. Um, what, what are you looking forward to at least heading into uh, Saturday to kick everything off as being you know, now a, a leader going into this? Corbin now is at the NFL Combine right now in Indianapolis. What are your thoughts, you know, going into your first day of spring, uh, being behind, you know, Jordan Travis there too? Um, anything that excites you? Anything that we should watch out for? Any players too that you see some bright spots that we should keep an eye on? Um, as far as Saturday Saturday goes, I'm quite, you know, excited to be back in pads, you know, start to get back with that spring grind because, you know, the tour of duty grind was a different type of grind. So, you know, now we're getting back to the real stuff. But as far as, you know, Jordan Travis, pretty excited to get back on the field with him. He brings like a, you know, a passing and running game to the field. So in a couple couple people I'm excited for, like, you know, the transfers with Michael Pittman, you know, Johnny Wilson, uh, and as well as on the defense as well, you know, Tatum Bethune and, you know, Greedy. But, um, as far as the spring goes, you know, I'm trying to, you know, bring that leadership role. I'm making myself uncomfortable because, you know, I'm not really like a vocal leader. I lead by example. So stepping out of my comfort zone this spring is going to help me be a better leader and then, you know, bring guys around me that needs help and motivation as well. So. And you mentioned earlier that this is a, a really big spring for you and with Deshaun Corbin moving on to the NFL, you know, you have an opportunity to compete and potentially step in as Florida State's lead back in, in 2022. So just how excited are you to start that competition this spring? Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited because, like, as a kid, I'm not even going to lie, I didn't grow up as a Florida State fan. But, like, you know, everybody – I mean, everybody at least wanted to go to Florida State. And having a dream of at least, like, having the opportunity to become RB1 at Florida State is huge because – as far as like you know me coming as a walk-on and the hard work that i you know sought out throughout these two years i didn't even think i had a chance to even become this point so it was just a lot of hard hard times and you know blood sweat and tears on the field that you know got me up to this point and i'm thankful that the coaches trust me enough to put me in this position Christopher on Facebook's asking you, you know, how's the O-line looking for you? Coach Atkins, who just recently got promoted to co-offensive coordinator, and you can probably speak on him too, but there's a lot of respect for Coach Atkins and what he's doing with that offensive line in this class that's coming in. Very impressive, one of the most, uh, the, the best class in the country, almost in the offensive line group. Uh, you know, maybe speak on the offensive line and, you know, your connections there, and it seems like Norvell earlier, you know, and, and Coach Johnson, they want y'all to learn that offensive line and the schemes there as much as you can. But uh, there's definitely a lot to look forward to, a lot of optimism for this offensive line heading into spring. Um, As I've been watching them through the spring, as far as like, I, like Indy Pierce and whatnot, I see that they're getting better. And with Coach Atkins, he's doing a, he's doing a hell of a job with them. He's making them more trustworthy. He's making them more smarter. And then with their technique, it's just getting all better as far as, like, you know, older guys and younger guys. And they, the O-line is going to be – the O-line is going to be way better this year. And all I got to tell you is just, like, 
just see for yourself this upcoming, you know, spring, upcoming fall. So can't say too much. <laughs> yeah, can't give away the secrets. Can't give away the secrets yet. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, what, one guy I want to get your thoughts on is Oregon running back transfer Trey Benson. You know, a lot of people have already decided to write him off because of a, a previous injury he had during his college career, much like a lot of people wrote you off as a walk-on coming into Florida State. So just what have you seen from him so far and just what kind of advice are you trying to give to him? Um, so when he first came in here, you know, we always like, as far as like spring workouts, we have like this thing called speed kills and like, you know, we have a, a time thing like in spring where we do like 10 yard shuttles or like 10 yard flying tens where we just time for like forties or whatnot, essentially. And, um, surprisingly he was like, it was a few times where he was number one. So like, as far as his injury goes, he's, he seems pretty healthy. He's fast. He's big. And the thing that I liked about him most is, like, for me, this offense took me about, a, like, I'd say, like, a, a good six months to, like, pack down and learn. And with him, with the first two, like, installs we've been doing, he's been doing good. He didn't really need help with me. And it's, like, he already got, the, like, the offense down pat. So, like, I just know he's smart, which is good. And he comes to work, and he just bring, he doesn't come in the room with no bad energy. We walk him in with arm, welcome arms, and you know he's a good kid, and um, I like I like him so far. I gotta ask this one too, as as always. I like jersey numbers, and I think sometimes uh, they mean things. And you went from thirty eight, Tate. Obviously, you turn in to get the scholarship, everything. You you know different numbers. You get a little better priority there in picking what you want. Was eight a specific number to you? Any, I know Devontae Freeman wore it back uh, back during his time. Definitely a special running back at Florida State. My favorite player of all time is Timmy Jernigan. So, but that's defensive line, a whole different, whole different area from your position group. But is eight any specific reason why you went with that? Um, so like, so during our exit meeting with, with Coach Novell, that's when I asked him for a different number, and um, he asked me what you know if I wanted a lower number as far as like single digit. I did say I wanted one, but I didn't, like, give him, like, a specific number I wanted, and he just gave me eight. But what's significant about this, though, um, my brother actually wore this um, number when Little League, so, you know, I can kind of, like, put him as, a, like, a remembering of, you know, put on for my brother or whatnot. I actually wanted seven because that's what I wore, but, you know, AP got that, so, yeah. But other than that, it wasn't it – wasn't a thing I pick, and I get a lot of time about Devontae Freeman and yeah. my teammates, you know, compared to me him all the time, call me a little free or whatnot. So, <laughs> yeah, I can kind of get that. And how how is the fret or not the well, the freshmen, the newcomers, but also the transfers too? Have they, I've heard a lot of good things like Jared Verse in the locker room, you guys all kind of getting along. Micah Pittman, I've heard, has been a great addition, and Norbell seems to do a good job of this and kind of getting some really good personalities in the locker room how have the transfers been along with the newcomer freshmen um it's been it's been good and i think tour duty it um allowed them to know us better and allowed us to bring bring them in closer because you know when you're working with your brother side by side motivating them encouraging them to be the best they can be it only makes you guys tighter and then with them being like with the standard they with the standard we uphold and then them going out you know helping others as well it just only makes us as a team. It makes us like the coaches, like being a player-led team instead of being like you know coaches like getting on the players about stuff. So, about 
the transfers and whatnot, you know, they came in with good spirits and, um, you know, they came into work. You know, they came to work, so that's good. And they came on a mindset that they want to win and bring something new to the table. Um, former offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham, he, he left for Oregon earlier this offseason. And since then, Coach Norvell has, has decided to promote, co- promote Coach Atkins um, to that offensive coordinator role. How has that transition been going so far and just starting to work with him more? Um, the transition has been good. It's like, you know, the offense we're really going to be running is still going to be the same thing. And uh, with oh, Coach Atkins is going to be, uh, I guess we're going to get a more with more scheme and with him with being like an offensive line coach, you know, we can be more scheme with running game and whatnot. So I guess we get like a different perspective of like what we can do better or what we can do like to alter changes with as far as like the game or pass game as well. So mm-hmm. it really hasn't been a change, but you know, the standard been the standard. So with him coming in, it's just, you know, we already got a coach that we already know. So what are you most, what are you working on getting into the spring? What do you want to, you know, get better at is there anything that you were working on with your body this off season um any any kind of goals for you this spring so my goals is like for as far as weaknesses i see like my past pro as like a weakness but i've been getting better with it for the past three years and like i began to trust myself more as far as like you know leverage and like technique and it's big as coming to pass protection as well so that and um i want to get like up to 200 and at right now i'm about like 194 so i got about six pounds and about about fall camp or like in the season i want to be 200 pounds in the spring but um i want to get bigger stronger faster and be a student of the game and be smarter know the defense coverages and just become smarter about the game and just you know know the in and out of it and, well, we saw that last season, too. I think, too, in the latter half of the year, we saw you, I mean, really physical there. You know, guys trying to tackle, you were taking on two, three guys, dragging them with you. You were really physical. And maybe it goes to show, too, Coach Dorms you know, and, you know, during tour of duty, but all throughout the year, there's a lot of praise towards him. What's Coach Dorms like, the workouts, the regimen? I mean, what's, what's like a day in the life for you workout schedule or what it was it? This last week or so. So let's we can use we can use to mm, what day we want to use. I guess we can use today because today was a chill day. But like as far as like Monday, we'll have like a two o'clock lift. Um, we'll go out to the field, do some speed stuff, footwork, uh, do some form as far as speed and whatnot, and then we'll actually run to the weight. Like from the IPF, we run to the weight room. Like full-on run to the weight room when we get to the weight room it's just nothing but work um as far as storms you know he's high it's crazy sometimes i'd be thinking about like why are we running so much but you know i just never <laughs> questioned it and um but even though he's crazy or whatnot he has a method behind it and it's working and like you can see the change in the people bodies so i seen the change in my body and i noticed that i've been getting faster and you know stronger than have putting on more weight and whatnot. So he does have a method for his madness, but he's crazy at the same time. <laughs> yeah, one thing I noticed about him on Tuesday is he's sweating just as much as you guys. He came out to the press conference and he was drenched. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was That's dripping, storms man. every day. 
I've got just two just relaxed questions here. We always try to ask a guest. Usually it's former Knowles, but now we actually get to ask a current guy on the roster. What's the best food spot in Tallahassee? Because there's a lot of arguments of different places, and I'm sure you know you guys. You guys, I think, in town eat the most. I was mm-hmm. going to say basketball, but now it's football for sure. Um, what's the best food spot in Tally? And there could be multiple. Um, there could be multiple. Yeah, because like as I noticed, like living in Tally, it's a lot of chicken places and whatnot, and that's what you know I gravitated towards. So it's. For my first one, I say Chicago Chicken Grill is like um, Spot McDonald's, like right across from McDonald's, and then Hip Hop Fish and Chicken Grill. I go there almost every day, or well, every other day. Yeah. I just had it today, by the, by the way. So. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. And then I wanted to ask because I think there's a lot of personalities on this team this year, and one of them I saw Bishop Thomas, and it was funny seeing him. We had our we got to have our newcomer interviews and I thought he was pretty funny and then saw him at tour of duty and he was being, it was, he was just had funny uh, interaction with them. And um, who, who's the funniest on the team? Who has the, who has the good jokes? I'm not maybe? even going to like, I'm not even going to be biased with myself, but I feel like I'm the funniest on the team. Not even, Uh-oh. If you ask anybody on the team, like I can make anybody laugh on the team, but other than, other than me, I'd probably say my roommate Coop though. He's a funny guy. Coop? Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, and that's not – is that – that's not Robert or is that – Yeah, Robert Cooper. Robert. Yeah. Oh, Robert. Oh, I can imagine Robert. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Here, here's an important question. This Bonus might be the most important. Or bone-in wings? Depends on see, where we from. Yet? Boneless. Boneless, bro. Just say boneless, man. No, don't say boneless. Don't do that. I like boneless. I like bone in. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but like if I'm feeling lazy, I get boneless. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. You gotta so, be lazy, but if you want to be a hard worker, you do bone in. <laughs> real, real, exactly. real quick, I, I want to ask about nil because you know I've always felt that players should be paid for the time they put in. So you know, w- walk us through. You know, you you gotten a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, over the last couple months. So you know, what do you have going on with NIL right now. So as far as NIL goes right now, you know, I created um we got a website going on where I'm selling my personal merch right now. And I actually got it on right now. So this is the merch right here. And then I got like some um stuff on the back. And then I got some shirts over there as well. But I have some shirts coming out and then you know I got a few deals as well um that's being talked about right now. And then as far as NIL deals, the more the more followers I get on Twitter and Instagram, the more you know NIL opportunities I get. So I appreciate the fans if like you know they follow me, give me a follow, check out the gear, you know, support me and follow my NIL purposes, and it's gonna ultimately bring me more NIL deals as well. So that's how NIL going for me. Yeah, I threw it up here on the screen too. I think the merch is pretty clean too. Yeah, uh, you guys can. It's actually if you're on YouTube right now, you can go down to our YouTube description down below and check out uh, the catalog here. But there's a lot of good stuff in here. I personally like this crew neck. This crew neck is clean, yeah. clean. Yeah, and that's I the that's get... a and that's a perfect uniform combo. What's the what's the best uniform combo you think right now? I think the fans gonna hate me for this one, but. Uh-oh. <laughs> I like the black uniforms, though. I like the black uniforms. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of like hate about the black uniforms, but like either the black uniforms or like on the all garnet. I like the all garnets. Yeah, the all garnets clean. I'm waiting for wait, what those white helmets too, man? Those 
seems like the recruits get to uh, rock them uh, whenever they uh, come in for visits and stuff. But man, those white helmets and could go with a lot of these combos too. Yeah, I actually, um, I asked my course about that. You know, if we're gonna possibly wear that, but you know, they still have to give me an answer, or whatnot. Maybe in the future, but it does. It will look pretty fire with that white uniform, though. In other uniforms. Yeah, though it would. Uh, do you guys have any more for Sean before we let him bounce out of here? We can probably do one more yeah, if you I got do, one, actually. I yeah. do, actually. Um, just about the NIL stuff, I, I wanted to ask. Um, I was looking at your Twitter, and I saw you did an advertisement with that It's Just Wings company back during the fall. And I just wanted to know, how do these deals come together? Are you actively reaching out to companies and offering your representation? Are they reaching out to you? Is it a little mix of both? How does that go on? As far as with the It's Just Wings, um, they actually re- reached out to me. And it was like through a different platform, like with this platform called Yoke Gaming. Well, you know, um, as far as like athletes, they could get paid for like playing games with like fans or whatnot. And then they had like a deal within that like Yoke Gaming. And like the uh, initiator had like brought that to me, got the deal, signed it. And, you know, I just really like, got free wings and stuff hey now hey sign me up let's go sign me up i'll take that free wings i you know hey i'll take it any day and then getting them a little bit of money as well but um other than that it was just they came to me but like there's other nil deals that you know i've been talking about with my marketing agent uh jake but um other than that that's the that's all it was with just wings and you want to just um, shout out your Twitter real quick so the fans know where to go give you a follow? And the IG. Gotta get yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter, N-M-X, uh, N9MXVI underscore. And then my um, Instagram is Showtime8 with two W's and two E's. Yeah. Paste that link in the chat too, Logan, so everyone yeah. watching can just click on it directly. Yeah, I've got the uh, IG too here so everybody can kind of see the uh... – username on here too so they can go check out the ig ig is always important got to got got to get it out there but yeah i guess the the chat wants you to talk to the coaches about the white helmets so that might be something you need to do soon i don't know whoever said that i got you i got you since since you're you know about to be rb1 you know you got i I need the all white with the white helmet i do too i'm i'm ready to post a pick in that i'm ready to post a pick yeah Yep. <laughs> well, Ord, man, this was uh, definitely a great interview. I'm so excited we were able to actually grab you before spring camp began. This is the Spring King. So uh, looking forward to covering you, being out there on Saturday morning throughout the rest of the month, heading into April, and being there for the spring game. So wish you luck. Definitely a healthy spring ahead, too, and to your teammates. And I uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday morning, man. Thank you all for having me, man. I w- wish to be on here again. Absolutely, man. Have a great evening, uh, and we'll see you this Saturday. You as well. Thank you. See you, man. Thank you. Well, that was a great uh, interview there. That was our first one with the current player. I'm so used to having former guys, but I think we survived. I think we we survived. We survived. No, it went really, really well. I mean, that was great. I wish we could have done 30 more minutes. I know I could have gone a lot longer. I know I know Nate could. I know Nate has probably like ten more he wishes he could have asked. But we were just cutting the questions down in the doc. Like, all right, which ones do we have time to ask? Yeah, I know. Get them off of here. I know. James, during the interview there at the end there, when we were saying goodbye to Trishon, dropped a two hundred bomb 
I don't know what's going on here. Um, maybe we need to get more current players on, but James was loving it and definitely appreciate you big time for that donation. That is by far the biggest that we've ever had. He said, so happy for Trey. I uh, can't wait for the season ahead. Great work, Noel Game Day. So James with the big 200 bomb tonight. Jeez Louise, we about to go celebrate and get some Hobbit after this. Um, it's like more money than we've ever been donated before. That's what I'm saying. Damn. Okay. Okay. But yeah, so we're looking forward to hopefully we've got a few other requests that we put in with Florida State to get some not only players, but coaches too. Uh, but that was a great interview with the future starting running back for Florida State this upcoming season. So good stuff. And a great number too. Loco Ocho, number eight, baby. <laughs> we're in high school. You know, I got to put that in there. I didn't tell him that though. And while well, he was on, thank God. But I don't think he would have cared. So. Yeah, I don't think he would have given. Uh, crap about it so <laughs> uh but let's jump into some things before we get into our uh, spring defense preview and then we'll do a little sprinkle of special teams there and then austin will run us through basketball which they're currently on a hot winning streak uh let's talk some tour duty observations we were there on tuesday morning bright and it wasn't even bright it was dark and early actually <laughs> <laughs> it was actually dark and early uh Lou, that was something that i don't want to put myself through ever really and i know for sure i don't think you want to do the same either but man that they, they're not playing i mean those guys are going non-stop you're going through station 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 you probably maybe got i mean an all maybe five minutes max of rest five minutes max of rest about hour and 15 minutes but guys sweating Got to see Stephen Dix Jr. Yeah, but before before y'all go on, yeah. Now now multiply that by like ten. Now it was like match drills. You <laughs> yeah, know, match drills. Yeah, uh, 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 under Bobby. Yeah, you know? I know. And you'd be under the. You'd hope to find a spot under the oak tree. Yeah, uh, at the practice field. Um, but yeah, I mean these guys were killing it. Who who kind of impressed you the most, D. Lou? I know you put some stuff into the Discord, but you know. Who impressed you? And I'll say a few names that came out to me. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, the first guy that really jumped off the page was Renardo Green. You know, he, he was he was just fantastic in the workout, competing the entire time, showing a ton of effort, winning basically all the reps with his uh, specific group. Um, he, he looks good, and I think he's he's primed for a resurgence. You know, this is a guy that was – He's been beat up a little bit the last couple of years, and that was something that Coach Storms talked about in his press conference afterwards, the long rehab process that this kid has had to get back. And, I mean, if he if he can stay healthy and get back into that lineup for Florida State, he's going to be a contributor, if not a starter. Really liked what I saw from him the other day. Yeah, and if I could pick a young guy that – out of nowhere was just blowing up the drills was Hunter Washington. There was a lot of good talk about him coming in uh, highly touted. One of the top guys in his class coming into Florida state last year. Didn't get to see a lot of playing time. I know Kevin Knowles and Amari really got in there. I got more PT, but uh, you know, Hunter Washington while watching him in practices last year was definitely hands-on and scout team. And then we got to see this in tour of duty. And it seems like maybe a big jump is coming for Washington, which would be great to see a lot of young defensive backs. These, these guys have a huge spring ahead, but Hunter Washington, I thought was fast. He was competing. He was beating most guys, if not everyone in that DB room against some veterans. 
inc- incredibly impressive to see Washington out there blown up. I also, man, uh, Joshua Farmer, what happened? Yeah. What what is Coach Storms doing? I mean, I mean, good God Almighty! And I we we're leaving the the workout, and you know he had his jersey off and everything. And I was like, good Lord Almighty! I mean, he has put on some pounds too. Uh, definitely got a bulking stage going on along with Pat Payton, um, Sean Bray Jackson, two two def- young defensive ends. But man, Joshua Farmer looks like a different animal, at least size wise. We got to see some differences there with some players, D. Lou. Yeah, for sure. And a guy that I wanted to mention is true freshman, early enrollee offensive lineman, Kanaya Charlton, you know, because this is a guy who came in with an absolutely massive frame that um, need to be trimmed down a little bit. And you can tell, you know, he's already made some progress over the last couple of months um, during the tour of duty, trimmed up a little bit in more shape. And, you know, for a, for a guy his size to be able to compete like that during the tour of duty drills, I think it just shows how well he's acclimated to these um, college workouts. Yeah, no, he, goodness gracious, he's definitely uh, put on uh, some definitely, I think some good way too, because he was moving. That's one thing I think out of, if I were to pick a unit on Tuesday that really showed out, I got to say defensive tackle. And there still were some guys that we didn't get to see participate, but as a whole, that group right there was impressive. I got to say Daniel Lyons too. I had to like look up the numbers. A few guys where I got to go back on my phone and be like, oh, who is this? Who is this? And I was like, dang, okay, Daniel Lyons, man, a lot bigger in person. And these guys were moving. I don't know if it's because Odell Hagens. I mean, he is definitely one of the loudest at practices, along with Coach Norbell and Coach Storms. But goodness gracious, uh, Daniel Lyons, a lot of that defensive line group were moving, moving. You're, and, hi- and you're it- hyping the defensive line. I'm hyping the offensive line because let me go back over there. Caden Lyles. Yeah, the massive transfer from Wisconsin, who who's had some knee injuries during his career. I mean, that man can move. He's athletic mm-hmm. for being six five, three twenty, or or whatever he is, and having a couple of serious knee injuries. You know, he mm-hmm. he can move, and he was competing as well. They were. It was funny, Delo, because both guys uh, were right next to each other. Um, you had Maurice Smith and Caden Lyles being right next to each other. I'm sure the coaching mm-hmm. staff put those guys in the same drill group. But those guys competing, trying to get to the line first on about every uh, drill. But, yeah, Kane Lyles, uh, big cat. Got to also see Jared Verse, too. I think he's putting on a little bit of pounds, too. I know we talked to him in an interview uh, a couple months ago, and he said that he's working on his body. Definitely wanted to put on a little bit of weight, but it seems like Coach Storms is doing a few things with him. But uh, speedy guy, you can definitely tell. I think he's going to be extremely impressive uh, heading into uh, the spring. Got to see – Renardo, like you talked about, Dustin, Rodemaker also had a black jersey on, along with Malcolm Ray, too. Like I said, defensive line, you're talking offensive line. I think the biggest thing that people, there's some question marks, and we see it whenever you're watching the damn SEC championship, you're watching all these SEC games, uh, Big 12, these big offensive line, defensive linemen, and you're starting to see a switch here. And I noticed that right away when we walked in. I was like, okay. Hold up. Some of these guys are really, really developing. Got to see uh, Rod Orr, too, a young offensive lineman. I mean, the size difference is getting there. And the fun thing about it is that there's just only a select few. Dachi Richardson, like you said, Kanaya Charlton's in there now. But you still got hopeful three in total, hopeful three in total guys coming in on the offensive line. 
too that have some serious size on them also but you're starting to see that change on in the trenches for florida state getting that size back that serious size and it goes to show what coach atkins is doing pay him pay him <laughs> uh it's got to see Isaiah thomas got to see sam mccall too i thought those guys just looked they were two also in the same competitors field. dude yeah they they were competing with one another it was easy to tell that who was going to get to the line first but ex- extremely impressive two young players that you know we expect a lot of out of mccall but i think people need to start talking about thomas more they need to start talking about him because i think he's more maybe of a college ready guy we'll see but overall both guys really getting after it on tuesday morning but one thing about mccall he's never going to be you know like a Two two fifteen, you know, mm-hmm. two ten. You know, he's going to be kind of like Akeem Dent, you know, a little bit more lanky, you know, but very twitchy, very fast. Um, you know, McCall athletically, I, I, I think is going to be. From the, we'll talk about it here when we talk about the, you know, the, the DBs and stuff. But you know, I I, I think he's going to really show a lot this spring. And, and he's going to really ha- have something to say when it comes to the depth chart by the time that spring is over. Any last things from toward duty? d they wrapped up everything today. It's, it's a wrap. Shout, shout out Kobe Gross. Battalion. Yeah, I had him in my I notes. I people, man. You know, kids working his ass off. Yeah, no, I watched him. I had him in the Discord nuggets right here. I was going to bring him up real quick, but out of that tight end group, a lot of tight ends looked good. You had Jackson West, too, that looked great. Uh, Brian uh, Courtney, freshman, coming in. But Kobe Gross and Karen McDonald, definitely <laughs> what? <laughs> Something I was going to have Austin look at the chat. Don't worry about it. No, no. I saw it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but Kobe Gross and Cam McDonald, I thought, looked great. But Kobe's definitely worked on his body. I think I texted you, Nate, while we were there. Uh, watching the drills, but Kobe Gross has changed his body, looks good, uh, and a guy that was probably one of the most competitive ones there and, and finishing drills on Tuesday morning, yeah, that was uh, Kobe Gross. But, yeah, that tight end group has a lot of talent there. Uh, we got a 20 bomb here from Eric Angel saying, great show this evening, NG crew, and glad to see uh, Tashawn Ward live go Knowles. Eric, appreciate you always coming in here and hanging out with us and dropping the 20 bomb. Man, we got to start doing more current current player interviews. I, we're going to have to start putting on every week now. <laughs> but uh, definitely, Eric, appreciate the nice uh, donation there, the love. Let's jump into some NFL Combine stuff as that's just getting started. I was watching some of it earlier. Did you see that, Nate? Nate will appreciate it. Dustin didn't care, but the kid ran a 4-2-1. I did Earlier, not see that. Who did? Baylor wide receiver. I'll try to get his name, but someone just ran what do you a four two one. Baylor wide. I thought it was the Ohio State guy. Nope. Chris Alave ran a four two six. Yeah, and then ran a four two six. Alave ran a four two six. from Baylor ran a four two one. It was stupid. What is happening, Nate? Pull, pull that up. Pull that up. I need to see that. Yeah, uh, I'll find it. But yeah, I, 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 I was watching that at work a little bit. I saw. Um, you know, the kid from Arkansas ran like a four six. You know, he looked kind of stiff running that forty. But yeah, you know, the thing about the forty yard dash, man, that thing is just yeah, it, it's speed. But that thing is just a taught exercise. You know, you, you, they teach you how to run the forty. It's all about getting down your steps. But four two one is 
Asinine. <laughs> huh? What, Dustin? They didn't teach me. <laughs> that's that, that's where the the necessary speed comes in, though, and the athletic yeah. ability. I got about yeah. a six seven in me right now. Yeah, a six <laughs> six seven. Is that with? Is that before or after? Uh, no, no. Wait. You gotta tell me. Tell me the kids. That's like right now. I got. I got to see this. Four two one's. I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm getting. Just type it. in Baylor four two one. It'll come up. These times are unofficial. No doubt. However, if it's official, <laughs> we have a new fastest man in. Let's look at this again. Great quality. Who the hell is that? I've never heard of him. Yeah, I haven't either. Tyquan Thornton. If it's official, <laughs> we have a new fastest man. In... I need a better yeah, reaction there, Rich Eisen. up on Google right now. Well, it's because it wasn't know. live. Like the, they probably didn't Yeah, it wasn't live. It was over live, commercial, so... and he ran yeah. it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that, was, uh, yeah, so, that so, was crazy. Uh, so, uh, so a lot of us for sure locked himself into the first round. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, the Raiders are going to take him. 100%. Yeah, that one's gone. Um, but yeah, Jermaine Johnson, I know Deshaun Corbin too uh, had interviews today, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Jermaine Johnson in this NFL combine and compete. Some people saying he doesn't need to. Some people say he does. I don't think he, he can do whatever, but I do think I say screw it. Go in. I think I think it even helps him even more if he competes, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't think it hurts him what but he I did think in the senior bowl. And, and do really, yeah. really well. Yeah. I'd say go go full force. You got to compete in this, and yep. uh, it will just only help him even more. But if he I, does, if he does the forty, over or under four seven, under. I'm, I'm gonna say under, runs, yeah, under. Uh, I'm gonna say he runs like a four six four. I, I was I was going to put it at four six five, but I was like, I'll, I'll go up to four seven. Yeah, see what y'all say. I'm gonna say under. Under, yeah, I'm gonna go under four seven. I think he can get under four seven. Upper four sixes. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. he needs to run. Because yeah, if, if he runs a four six, I mean that's phenomenal for his size. <clears throat> yeah, no, he's he's fast. He was finishing plays too last year. Um, but damn, yeah, it's I love I love the NFL come. I don't know what it is about it, but of course we're missing maybe my future starting quarterback, my franchise quarterback with Malik Willis right now. But I've got that recorded. I'll be analyzing every step and throw and breath that he takes and seeing if. He might be my guy after Jameis gets in town here in a few weeks. So, um, uh, what are we laughing at? What are we smiling at? Yeah, Kurt, going after me. What pick does uh, yeah, Pittsburgh have? Twenty. Yeah, they ain't getting Malik Willis. But uh, got to trade up. Got to get up. We did it for Najee. We got to get our quarterback now. The future, like future, future quarterback. Like I need like two years with Winston. You know. Um, anything else from combine stuff before we head into? Spring defense? I haven't even paid attention to the combine, man. Yeah, you don't really want no. Well, there's only two people there. Neither oh, well, of them have done an on-field workout yet. So, Well, you know who should be arrested? Whoever didn't invite Keir Thomas. Keir Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Whoever didn't invite Keir Thomas to the NFL combine should be arrested. They should never be able to watch football ever again. They should be put in a jail cell. Maybe prison, too. I don't know. It's pretty disrespectful, honestly. I can't believe it, man. I mean, out of I, every week, ACC awards that he would have, ACC player of the week, ACC defensive player, he'd be, I mean, absolute stud. Defensive lineman, I mean, that was multiple times throughout the season, and they completely miss on Keir Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I guess Jermaine Johnson was a star and maybe he flew under the radar a little bit, 
but the dude still produced opposite of Johnson. And, and there was multiple weeks where they led the ACC in pressures, like you said, Logan. So it's crazy that guy can't even get a look, especially yeah. with his injury last year. You know, you would think teams would want a chance to sit down with him, interview him, take a look at his his medical evals and everything. And I don't know. He's going to get drafted, though. Uh, it, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a great quarterback class. So someone's going to take Malik Willis. Probably ten picks earlier than than they should have. There's a lot of smoke about that. What are you talking about? about too. What am I talking about? We're talking about Kier Thomas. No, I'm, oh, I'm looking at some of the comments. I'm, I'm yeah, the comments. Oh, okay, okay. it was this okay. right here. Yeah, I was lost. <laughs> yeah. Kier has turned into a quarterback. That's maybe why he didn't get his invite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, yeah, whoever did that, shame on you. Go, go screw yourself. Uh, I was contemplating if I want to say that, but yeah, they definitely deserve that. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, James, uh, Big Ben. I mean, it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit in Pittsburgh for Jameis. So that's what we'll be waiting on just a couple of weeks from now. We will be popping champagne bottles. So, And we'll do that live on here, definitely. If he's picked, we will do it live. It might be an instant reaction kind of deal. <laughs> All by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be yourself. Yeah, it will be by myself. There's not a lot of fun things. Well, you do have Dalvin Cook in Minnesota, but other than that, well, there's a lot. Of, there's Justin Jefferson and stuff. But... Kirk Cousins. And, um... Yeah, it kind of ruins it all almost. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Oh, Dealer. Okay. We got Dealer. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's definitely talent there. <laughs> tough, 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 tough. New coach, I will save it all. Uh, yeah, Dalvin said that he's going to win y'all a Super Bowl. Told that to TMZ. Nate put that out on a piece. So, you believe him? Awesome. Believe it. And like, I want to, but I, I believe in Minnesota to let me down more than anything. If there's one thing guaranteed in life, it's the Vikings failing me. Yeah, that is true. Miss Lewis backing me up here. Yeah. Tell it how it is. Kier Thomas should have gotten an invite. Messed up. Messed up stuff. Spring is beginning on Saturday at 10 a.m. The first practice uh, embarks the 2020 football se- 2022 football season under Mike Norvell. And last week we went over offense. This week we'll go over defense and we'll sprinkle in the special teams at the end of this. But uh, I thought we can kind of start off like we did with the offense last week and maybe some eyes were keeping uh, – some, uh, some players that we're keeping an eye on. I know you wrote a piece, Nate, about – uh, your guy, Travis J and a few others, but there's some guys that need a big spring. Uh, who, who guy, who are you picking out? Who needs Yeah, this is all defense. So who needs so, a big spring? Um, uh, you know, the first thing that pops in my head, of course, is Travis J. You know, it, it, it's time to, to really realize the talent or, you know, like, like you said, <clears throat> and, and, the defensive back room is young, and there is some talent there. Um, you know, Travis Chase gets there, but at some point, you either got to realize it or or you don't. So, um, the Maury Tate, you know, again, in the same line, you know, does the light come on or does it, does it not? Um, you know, Amari Gaynor, you know, what are they going to get out of him? Um, I, I think that bringing in Tatum Bethune really is going to challenge him because I think Kalen Deloach has a spot locked down. Uh, you know, I, it's not going to be easy for him to be a starter um, for you know, 
defensive line, I think that there's some quality depth there. I don't think there's anyone that necessarily has to, you know, must have when it comes to uh, the spring. But, you know, for me, I would say you know, Travis J, Demory Tate, and Demory Gain, I'm really, I'm, I'm really watching. And, you know, and what happens if, you know, Brendan Gant coming over to linebackers, you know, if that takes, you know, that's another, you know, another position that's going to challenge Gainer at that linebacker spot. Yeah, and Gant, Gant's been impressing so far. I think he's had a, a black jersey on at least twice during two of duty workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's Doing the right things. Yeah, and that's impressive for him, even from having a potential getting that position switch too. That's a really good sign. And I'm interested to see how Florida state and coach Fuller are going to use them on defense. Nate, what do you, what are you expecting out of maybe Gantt this year? I mean, two guys with uh position changes, but Gantt being one of those and Briggs moving to the outside defensive end, which we kind of expected. Um, I, I think it was going to happen at some point. Um, even when he's being recruited and I thought he was going to be a, you know, a safety and co- you know, safety maybe to start, but, you know, move it, move into linebacker at some point. Um, just with the way the game is being played right now, I think that, you know, in, in the ACC, you need those really aggressive but fast cover guys at, at linebacker, and I think it fits more what he can do with the defense. Um, you know, if this was Mickey Andrews' defense and they still had the rover, you know, they'd be the perfect role for him. But, you know, you know he's more of a – a linebacker, you know, that's his playing style. So, you know, I'm intrigued by by how he, you know, attacks that position during spring. Yeah, and personally, I'll have my eyes on on the defensive ends, you know, because you've got a massive, massive hole there, more so than any other position on the roster with those losses of, of Jermaine Johnson and, and Keir Thomas, who we mentioned earlier, and it's just like who who's going to step into those voids? You know, Dennis Briggs mm-hmm. is getting moved out to a defensive end spot. That means he's probably going to be a starter. Jared Burst is coming in. He's got all of the expectations in the world. People are already anointing him as the next Jermaine Johnson, which I just think we should temper our expectations because yeah. this kid is coming from the FCS to the FBS. He's only a redshirt sophomore. He's got all the athletic tools and the potential to be the mm-hmm. next great defensive end at Florida State. But I just think we need to tamp, uh, temper what we're expecting um, from him out of the gate as he continues to get acclimated to this level, get into the system and everything. And behind them, you know, it's really Don't Darren forget McClendon. Darren McClendon. Yeah, Darren McClendon and, and Quashawn Fuller. Can they step up, continue to step up and grow? Um, maybe one of them makes a push for a starting job, but at the very minimum, can they be involved in the rotation and can Florida State trust them on that outside? So I, I got – you know, I don't know if you want to jump ahead, but you know, I, I, I'll wait. But I, yeah. I, I, I think y'all are going to be pleasantly surprised with Derek McClendon. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot to like from Derek McClendon. I thought he was had a really strong potential to be a starter before you know Thomas came and Jermaine Johnson. He showed out to me. I would always wonder, damn, 55. Who is that guy down there that's making plays? Uh, whenever he was uh, a couple seasons ago. But to me, a player that I'm looking forward to watching, might be a pair of them, is the growth, the continued growth of Kevin Knowles and Amarion Cooper. Uh, definitely Cooper last season. Man, wow. Hello. I mean, he has a potential to be a starting corner heading into this next season. Um, you know, got to see him make some plays against Clemson in a big-time game on the road there. Kevin Knowles, as we know, can 
is a just kind of just understands his assignments. And that's extremely impressive. That's why I got playing time early on, watches a lot of film, got to hear from him after practice saying he's just a football kind of nerd and loves to spend time in the film room. And so a lot of times, you know, those guys end up seeing the field earlier, even if you're not maybe got the most physical. He's a, he was a smaller guy. He's still developing and, you know, probably put on some size this spring and will continue to. But Knowles and Cooper, I'm looking to see uh, a continued growth there because it's crazy how Florida State always has some young studs, a defensive and the defensive backfield on that same note i was going to say jarvis brownlee um because there were times last year he's a fantastic run defender at corner but i want to see him take that next step as you know as a guy that he got beat a couple times badly on on deep routes last year if he can take that jacksonville state yeah locate the football make plays on the ball I, i think that's the next stage in his development he can be a really good player in this league and for this team he just got to become a better overall cover corner. Fantastic and run defense, but I want to see him make that next step back as a cover corner. Yeah, and you guys are talking about the corners, but is it crazy to say that Florida State might have two of the best starting safeties in the entire conference and, and Jamie Robinson and – um, Akeem Dent. Akeem Dent, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you still have guys like Sidney Williams back there too. I was thinking of Sidney Williams. Of course, brain just goes numb on me. Some good safeties back there. Really, the whole defensive backfield in general. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to break it down by position, but you know, when I was Mm -hmm. doing my little notes, but yeah, but the safety room is kind of light though too. You know, if if you look at it, you know, it's kind of light. There's really only three to four really true true safeties on on that roster. But the top end, the the top three, the top four. Are, are pretty strong for Florida State. They're as good as any safety tandem in, in the conference. And mm-hmm. depending on, on where FSU has Renardo Green, whether that's safety or corner, you know, that, that could be another quality piece. Got to yeah, get him no. on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I got him penciled in for the nickel world. I think he's going to take that spot. I don't know. Kevin Knowles played so well in nickel last year. I'm telling you, man. Renardo Green healthy is, is special. There's a reason why Ohio State fought tooth and nail to get him. Mm-hmm. He and started where's as Green, a, where's Green Green Green, Green, all this? Renardo Green started as a freshman. Remember, mm-hmm. then he looked really good back into his freshman year. Then he got banged up. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, yeah. You know, you stick That's with your Minnesota crap, man. You stick with Minnesota crap. No, oh, damn. damn. Kevin Nolte played really well last year. That's <laughs> no, he did, but... I love how yeah. the way we pick on Austin is just to yeah. bring up the Vikings. That's, yeah. such, that's so it's all, it's all you got on me, really. <laughs> we can't bring up Florida State basketball this week. Yeah, so. two and no, this week. Fight me. No. We have nothing. Yeah, we have nothing FSU basketball to rip them off. I, I, so I, I think that would be a great... But that's what makes great, you know, great players is that, you know, two guys that go at it and just compete yeah and make each other better that you know it you know hopefully that something like that unfolds because that makes the team better yeah no I, i'm excited let's start jumping through some of these positions let's go one by one we can start off with defensive end and nate you said that you have some things here that might surprise us and the viewers and listeners on who will be your one or your starters there yeah i mean I, so I, i'm going Derek mcclendon man you know over Jared Verse, 
you know, <sighs> over Krishan Fuller, over everyone, you know, I think him and Briggs are your, your starting defensive ends. I'm with um, it. Um, I, I, I think I think the kid is er, er, earned his earned his opportunity. Um, you know, he he's not a slouch. You know, everyone's so excited about Verse and his athletic gifts, and you know, as they should be. But Derek's you know six four two fifty, been in the system now for two years, and, and has been a really good contributor. You know, in, in a backup role, and is another guy that's gotten a lot of um, mention from, from storms about, you know, his tour duty and his off season. So I think he's going to take the next step. Um, and, and then I have, and I, I think that that Fuller is a backup and then I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting Patrick Payton as, you know, the other guy in, in the two deep. Cause I think that he's, he's got the weight now um, and he's probably the best true pass rusher on the roster. So, you don't have you know, Jared Verse in the in the two deep, not yet. Okay. I, I I think it's gonna <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think it's gonna be a bigger adjustment than people think, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just I'm telling y'all, man. It, I, I've it, got him. I, I at least have him in the two deep. It doesn't unfold <laughs> like like y'all think it always does. So I I think that after this spring, because we're talking spring right now, we're not talking fall. I think that I think that Patrick Payton, it, it, it is in the too deep. I, even so, your dog is tired. Of that. Even your dog doesn't agree. The, the McClendon <laughs> part, yes, I, I think I agree. McClendon. I'm going. Yeah, sure no, I'm going complete shake up on this defense. I'm going complete shake up on the defense. Verse not on the too deep. Come on, Nate. Yeah, well, yeah, Kirk Cousins for your quarterback. <laughs> you act like I want it. Like, it's not my choice. Okay, so let me switch. Um, let me put verse over Fuller. You can't switch uh, in, in up now. You're right. gonna cave. Yeah, you're gonna cave to public pressure. Yeah, because <laughs> you're gonna cave to Austin because that because the way I had it written was, um, you know, broken down between strong side and weak side. DN. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put verse in the you know opposite of, of Patrick Payton. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, for me, I'm going to go uh, after spring. The starter, I think, will be Verse. And then on the other side, it's going to be between McLendon and Briggs. I've, Dealer, you knew that, you know this too. I think y'all do too. I was very high on Briggs what, before COVID hit and then he had to opt out. I was like, this is his season. This is going to be huge for him. I'm all in still on Briggs, too. I think this is a great room for competitiveness, just kind of now dialing in and thinking about it. But, you know, McLendon and Briggs going at it for that another defensive end spot. But I see a lot of big-time potential with Jared first, and he's putting on some pounds, too. He's got the speed. I like it. Yeah, I'm with Nate. I got Briggs and, and McClendon as the DNs, um, at least for the spring, as, as we get to see more and more of Jared Verse. You know, we're making these predictions, and we haven't even seen this kid in a practice yet. So let's remind everyone of that. I'm excited to see him Saturday morning for the first time going through actual football workouts and drills. You saw him go out, go through workouts on Tuesday morning. Yeah. No, no, not good enough for you. you Got to wait. I saw him. Pack. I saw him on that little hoverboard scooter thing. 
He needs to watch Afterwards. himself on that. He needs to watch himself. He needs. He was to, going. He was going like seventy. I was like, dude, seventy. Oh my god, all right, a little dramatic. He was going fast. <laughs> That's how fast he is on the field too. That's the scary part about it. That's how fast he is. Now I'm. I, I got verse after the spring. He's locked in starter for me. Sign me up. Next organization. Single digit number. It all clicks eventually. So I think there's I a I think there's a good chance that he could step into a starting role after the spring. <laughs> Why is that funny? That's what I'm saying. After the spring, he's gonna be a starter. We'll see what happens. Big transition for him. But obviously, he's already impressed a lot um, of guys in the tour of duty, players as well as coaches. I don't know if you said it already, but Josh Storms was he, he mentioned um, Jared Burse and just the mindset that he had coming into Florida State, ready to work, you know, not not complaining about everything and just day by day um, improving and preparing for the spring. Yeah. Uh, let's get into defensive tackles. This group I am definitely high on, too. Um, as we talked about, Farmer, too, as a depth piece. Malcolm Ray, too, who had a really solid season last year, stepping in. Um Fabian Lovett, you've got Robert Cooper, but he beat that guy saying this is more of we know who kind of the two guys are, but maybe the depth pieces behind them. Uh, what are y'all's thought on, thoughts on this group and your one and twos here? I, mean, the, I think it's going to be Lovett and Cooper. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, that's very obvious. I think people aren't talking about Jarrett Jackson enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We saw him towards the end of last season really step up as a leader more than anything. Um, and I think I think that's important for for a young team to have a have a guy that's not afraid to step and be a leader. I think that's important. Um, I, I am a little bit worried about the depth behind it. Obviously, Malcolm Ray has shown some flashes, um, but it's it's not the same as it's been in the last couple of years. I'm, I'm interested to see if you know D tackle gets hit with the injury here or there, how how they're able to recover from it. But overall, the top two guys are great, and then we'll see how the depth goes behind it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I was a lot more worried last season about Florida State's depth on the interior defensive line, especially whenever Dennis Briggs um, went down because, you know, you didn't really know what you were going to get from the guys behind them. But Briggs's injury, it kind of gave Malcolm Ray and Jarek Jackson more of an opportunity to, to flourish and show Florida State what they can do on the field. And now as you look at it going to the spring, I mean, you have a legitimate – four guys where you know if if Robert Cooper Fabian Lovett was to get hurt you feel you feel really good about being able to just move um Ray or or Jared Jackson into that place to to replace them so I think you have four legitimate guys and then some interesting ones behind them such as Joshua Farmer um you mentioned Daniel Lyons earlier Logan yeah so there's a couple guys behind those four that I'm interested to see even Bishop Thomas yeah yeah uh, I, I I agree. Yeah, you know, I I think it's better than last year. I th- I think that Melvin Ray looked really good. I think that Malcolm. I don't know. Is that one no, you're Mel- good. Mel- 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 I thought you were going Melvin uh, yeah. Gordon there for a second. No, and then, but for I think Farmer making the next the next jump will solidify that unit. Um, you know, put on the weight. Played last year, didn't look like he was you know, out of position and, you know, he looked like he belonged. So, you know, if he could take the next step. And I'm interested in Sean Bray Jackson. I think that, you know, he was coming mm-hmm. in as a D tackle. Um, you know, he looks like a D tackle to me. So, you know, if you could have even him come in and be a rotational guy for you, you know, 
you know, there are six guys right now, right there that could play, and and you you know you have a solid two deep, like like Austin said. So, you know, I I, I feel pretty good about that that room. That's a good name to bring up, uh, Sean Bray Jackson, because mm. I don't know. It, feel, it feels like he's kind of running a little bit under the radar right now. Right. And you have to remember in that um, 2021 class, he was he was a very highly rated defensive lineman. Yeah, um, a, a, I believe a top a top 250 <clears throat> type of guy. And, you know, everyone in the country was after him, along with Florida State. He's definitely got some potential to mm. to make an impact at some point. We'll see if it starts happening this spring. Mm-hmm. And then now we move into linebackers, which a group that has a lot of potential here too, and some guys that need some big springs, including I believe Stephen Dix Jr. and along with Gaynor and where they're going to put him. But this group right mm. now has a ton of potential. You got Tatum Bethune being a transfer coming in from UCF, leading the team in tackles. You're bringing that. And already with Kalen DeLoach, who had a big-time breakout season last year, this group has a lot of potential, guys. I'm just wondering, you know, who's going to be these starters in this group? No one wants to I'm going to go. No I'm going to go. It's, uh, it's, 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 I'm, I'm going Tatum Bethune and Kalen DeLoach. Yeah, and, that's what and I'm going then, with. And then I have, as a, as a two-deep, I have um, Gainer and then Lundy, and then I have Gant and, and Dix. See, I think I think Gant's at least in the two D. Just because he, he, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, it's going to be really <laughs> interesting to see how this this two deep shakes out. Because, like Logan said, there's a lot of potential. It, it's a and, little bit of opposite and, of last year. Where yeah, they, and, sorry, and, where they didn't have the depth. You know. Yeah. And Gant already kind of played like a linebacker anyways as a, as a box safety. Mm-hmm. You know, now to make him a full-time linebacker guy that can, you know, cover the more athletic tight ends, cover running backs, I think that's going to play a huge role against some of these more spread offense teams. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out. I, th- I think logical, yeah, you have you have Tatum and you have Deloach, but I don't know. I really don't know. I agree with your uh, your top four, Nate. Uh, Deloach, Bethune, Amari Gaynor, and, and DJ Lundy. And then, you know, who knows with Gant making that mm-hmm. transition, but you've got Steven Diggs Jr. as well, who, I mean, mm-hmm. that guy looks like a college linebacker. You know, if he can continue to develop on the field, Florida State really has something there. Um, Jadarius Green McKnight is still there with the linebackers as well after converting from, from safety last year. And then you've got true freshman Omar Graham Jr., who's already made a couple – and um, some impressive flashes since he got to campus, and he could very well step up and be involved in that linebacker unit. I mean, Dude, that guy was Cortez one of the Andrews. Yep, Cortez Andrews before he got binged up. You know, he he was in a black, black jersey. jersey today. Yeah. Yep. So I so, mean, there's guys impressive in person too. Very impressive in person. That is a linebacker. That is a damn linebacker size. Uh, I'm going. I just think that with, with, with Bethune, you know. You know, you have a guy that you know played under Randy Shannon before, so he knows what to expect. Um, you know, he's a tackling machine, um, really smart. Um, I think it matches it matches well with with the Loach. You know, I, I think those two. You, know, you have some athleticism at that position. You have guys that have range. Um, and, and you know, for me, I, I've always been 
after his freshman year, I want to see Gannon closer to the line, more getting yeah. after the quarterback. So, you know, they could use him more in that kind of role too. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised to see him become more of a defensive end by the end of spring. Just, c- just because I don't know. I, I don't know if he's more of a. I don't know if he's an off-ball linebacker. I just I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we jump into some of the DBs. We'll start off at corner here. Uh, last season, it kind of shuffled around. This was a revolving door almost, definitely with help, but also guys that just weren't performing and guys being switched around, including Travis Jay, you had Jerry and Jones in there, Jarvis Brownlee. Um, and then you had a young guy like Marion Cooper jump in. This is a big, big, big spring here for cornerback. I think we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, but one of my biggest question marks is the cornerback position. I, I, I think everyone was disappointed with Travis Jay. You know, if I'm if I could be wrong, but wasn't he rated as the worst cover corner in the ACC? Yeah, or towards the bottom of it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like I that. don't know, but it, it, yeah, it wasn't his best. And, and then you know, I, I I agree with um, well, with Austin. I think Jarvis Brownlee was a little hot and cold. You know, he he's he, he's phenomenal in the run game, um, but I I, I think he got exposed a little bit, you know, in, in the passing game. And, and, and that opens up the door for some of these younger guys, in my opinion. Um, you know, f- this is an important screen for Travis Jay, you know, or, or else he's going to be just another one of those guys. You know, just slide back to safety, you know. Got to get a position and get it down, man. You know, it's been disappointing. But if he can realize that potential, you, you know, you have – at minimum, all conference potential. That's how how good he is. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's got to come together in every facet, on and off the field. So, yeah, and I mean, you, like, go ahead. I was gonna say, like with Jay, uh, Demory Tate. Yep. You know the the former five star signed with Mike Norvell during his uh, transition class to Florida State, but he's just never been able to make an impact on the field yet. You know, does the light start to turn on for him uh, this spring? Last year, he he was hurt on a on a scooter throughout most of the spring with, I believe, an ankle injury, and I think that just kind of hampered him throughout the year. wasn't able to participate in the spring and impress the coaches. Kind of carried into the fall. He just hasn't been able to make an impact yet, and I don't know. It's it's disappointing because Nate, I, I'm pretty sure he was a guy you had some high hopes for when he did sign with Florida State. Yeah, I mean. I thought he was one of the top corners in the country, you know. A little, little raw, but, man, you know, the gifts are there. But, again, it, it's different, man. You know, it's different, you know, when you're – you go to college and, you know, you're competing against guys that are just as talented as you or better, just mm-hmm. as fast as you are or, or faster. You know, some guys just it's – a, it's, a, it's a tough adjustment. Sam McCall also mentioned in his newcomer interview that he's going to be starting off at corner too. Mm-hmm. So you've got some youngins also there. I forget if Thomas said he's, yeah, he's corner there too. Yeah. So these two guys were also going to be jumping in there and not expecting a whole ton, ton from them this spring, but still uh, you add those two into the mix too. You got so, guys on your heels. You haven't, so, you haven't so, even so, talked about Jerry and Jones yet. Who's been yeah. there. Who's now his third year there, which I, I get mm-hmm. none of us are all the biggest fans of him, but he's still a guy that's been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you know, w- w- when you look at that room, you know, I, I think that Amarion Cooper locks down cornerback one. Um, 
I, I think that he's your your top corner coming out of spring. And you know, I, I got Hunter Washington, you know, in, in, in the two deep at one of the spots. You know, I I, I, I debated because you know I was thinking about Renardo Green back at corner like he was last year, but now I, I think he can be a, that nickel guy, you know, because he has book corner safety traits. You know, he, I mean, you know, he can tackle really well. You know, he can blitz, cover really well. I like him there versus you know straight up corner. As much as I, you know, I kind of want to put put Chavez J there. I want, you know, that may be more hope than anything right now. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I would love for him to have that light turn on, man, it it would be phenomenal for this defense. But you know, we haven't even talked about Greedy Vance yet, who was pretty solid for Louisville. And you know, I I, I my opinion is I, I think that. You know, Brownlee is in the two deep, but not a starter. I think that other cornerback opposite Cooper, I just don't know who to put there yet because I want to put Travis J. But you know, he hasn't shown me anything yet to to, to keep getting my my hype. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll admit it. You know, I, I fight, excuse me, I've hyped him up now for going out three years. Because, you know, I, I just know how how good he can be. But it's like, damn, man, you know, you got to put it together yourself. I, I think it's Brown, so it's not. <clears throat> you know, they, they stuck with him all of last year. I don't think they don't start him at least the first couple games. And if he's still struggling, then, yeah, maybe maybe you, maybe you change that. Um, I, I think that battle for the slot is going to be fun because I don't think you can just take away Kevin Noel's spot as well as he played. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, it's, it's going to be an interesting battle there, you know, yeah. across all three spots. Yeah, I, I mean, and when you look at it, you know, Sam McCall and Ezra Thomas are both guys that are talented enough to get it in, in the rotation, and I think they will. I, I think McCall is gonna mm-hmm. gonna be a really good player for FSU. I think Thomas is too. You know, uh, personally, me, I like Thomas more as a safety, but, you know, I'm not a coach at Florida State. But, you know, I like him at safety, but I still think that kid's a damn good football player. And, and when we look at it, you know, we, you may come out of spring with just a complete young depth chart, if you think about it, you know. It's what it's, it's looking like. It's not unrealistic to, to say, hey, you know, your two deep is Greedy Vance, Hunter Washington, Mario Cooper, and, you know, Jar- Jarvis Brownlee. That, that's not unreasonable to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what happens with, because um, I put on my notes, you know, I, I started this position for attrition. You know, what happens with a Demory Tate who, you know, was rumored to kind of be unha- unhappy with his with his role or, or whatnot. You know, what happens with Travis J if he doesn't take the next step? Does he decide to, you know, seek out other, you know, another school for uh, for a change, you know? I, I, I think we see some, some change there after spring. Yeah, and that's important to think about because right now Florida State's still over that 85 scholarship limit. 
it's between 87 <clears throat> or 88 right now, depending on the scholarship status of defensive back Jarquez um, McLeleon. That's never really been clarified by Florida State, so we're not sure if he's a walk-on or on scholarship after transferring in from Arkansas mm-hmm. um, last year. But regardless, two to three players from the roster will have to depart prior to the 2022 season, and that that depends if Florida State doesn't decide to pursue any transfers following the spring, just depending on what they see from certain guys and certain positions over these next uh, 15 practices starting Saturday. This is going to be fun to watch. I know we talk about wide receivers in the room and defensive ends, but, man, this cornerback position group is going to be a battle, and I can't wait for it. There's a lot of young talent on these veterans' heels. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Saturday. I, I, I think getting uh, Robinson back at safety is a big feather in the cap for, for the coaching staff. They yep. get an all-conference all safety back, and I think Akeem Dent, you know, came back to life last year and, and you have a really good, <laughs> there's so many, you have a really good backup in Sydney Williams who can start at a lot of programs. So, you know, I, I'm feeling really good about safety. Yeah. Safeties is a big one. This is a big one. Yeah. If Sydney Williams can get back being fully healthy and, and you know, got to see him actually tour of duty, right? Dustin. Yeah. I remember seeing Sydney out there. Yeah. Um, competing and working on during tour duty which is a great sign because he was hindered last season didn't get to see him for the latter half which sucked and florida state hurt quite a bit on defense there and he ended up being a bright spot to begin the season and really just hurt badly for florida state's defense when he was not available and so you know this safety room has a lot of potential with jamie you've got Sidney williams uh renardo green who you know is don don that black jersey on tuesday morning and then there's a handful. There's not a, not a yeah. lot of them, but there's wherever they put Renato Green, he's going to be in the two deep, maybe starting for sure, especially if he's healthy. Whether it's safety, whether it's nickel, whether it's at corner, mm-hmm. I don't mind him at corner. I, I I wanted that last year when it happened. I was excited for that because oh, yeah, you know, I I I just was high on him coming out of high school, you know. But health is a big thing, man. You know, it's hard to get back when you have those nagging injuries, especially, you know, at a position where, you know, you rely on athleticism like a corner does. And when you have a ankle injury, you can't, you can't be what you are. We saw that with Akeem Dent two years ago now, you know, trying to play on that nagging injury. and he, He was burnt the entire year. Dupree, we got to, we got to, <laughs> I'm not laughing at the comment, but it is definitely an interesting way to say Renardo. I uh, got Ray, Reynaldo, right? Reynaldo, it is Renardo, but I, I, I can rock with that. I can rock with it. I think I can. <laughs> Spot checks a mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be, this autocorrect might be hitting you. Autocorrect, we getting you, man. Nah, yep. Yeah, <laughs> I got you bad there, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, no, the safety room. It's gonna be fun to watch this whole spring, man. These these uh there's a lot of question marks on the defensive side. Guys that need big springs. Travis J at DB, Jaron Jones, you've got linebacker Steven Dix, who I think needs a, a big spring gainer. You know, you know, you know how needs a big spring. Adam Fuller. Mm. Uh-oh. Coaches that need a big spring? Adam Fuller. 
Year three. And maybe another one on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a one-year deal, so. Alex Atkins does need to have a big spring. <laughs> yeah. Coach Atkins, you got to have a big spring. We're watching you, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> We're watching you closely. Yeah. You're right watching you those drills and how you're doing that. I need better technique. No, but, better but, technique. no seriously, you know, Fuller needs yeah. a, you know, there's some pieces there, man. You know, yeah, it'd be, it'd be wonderful to get one of, you know, if you had an extra year with, with Jermaine or, or Keir Thomas, it'd be great. But, you know, there's pieces there. You can still get generate a pass rush and, and, and still be, you know, solid up front. Yeah. No, then I agree. I agree. 100% with you for sure. Uh, then just real quick, special teams. We can just go through them real quick. Kicker, Ryan Fitzgerald. Uh, and then obviously mm-hmm. punter, Alex from Massimo. the Aussie. The Aussie, say it, Dustin. You know you wanted to use that accent. You know you want to. He's You're starting to smile. Don't, don't egg him on. No, no. I'm, he's, I'm no, he's got to. <laughs> All right, say it now, Dustin. The punter from down under. I still heard it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mashamano there at punter. And then things get a little interesting, though. A little interesting. Things are getting tricky. I don't think you'll see Keyshawn Helm back there fielding punts. We got a long snapper a bad, battle, baby. Let's be honest, we though. We talk about long snapper. Nah, well, we're, that's, we saved the best for last for Dustin there to go deep. He's got to look up names now. <laughs> look at him. He's typing it. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> but uh. it does get interesting here. Let's be honest. Special teams, punt return, kick return was absolutely dog. You know, I don't punt really return is going to be Micah Pittman. The kick return is going to be Winston Wright and Corey Wren. Corey Wren probably. If he's if he's still in the roster, yeah. Corey Wren was there. He was there working track. out. I'm saying, like I'm saying, after spring, yeah. like if, if he doesn't decide uh, to go full track, yeah. Um, you know, I I, I definitely don't think we see what we've seen back there before. You know, maybe Ja'Kai Douglas, I don't know, you know. But I definitely think that, you know, either Micah Pittman and Winston Wright are going to be your punt returners for sure, either one. Maybe get some rotation from both of those. And I think Winston Wright is definitely kick returner one. Kid kid is special as a return guy. Yep. Oh, West Virginia. What he had two last year, one or two returns. That's a great question. After I just said he did a great job, you know, I'm just (laughs) he did a really great job. I don't know if he had one or two (laughs) (laughs) returns for a touchdown, but it's better than what Florida State's had. So Uh, he had had one kick return touchdown. What was his average? So better than Florida State, Uh, 27. Better than Florida State. Yeah, I think there was, I mean, it was atrocious. Was, as, I mean, it as was a, as a freshman, he was twenty seven point six, and then his junior year twenty, like pretty much right at twenty seven, which is impressive as a freshman. He did twenty seven point nine. It was awful last year. It was awful. <laughs> or it was tough to watch. I mean, that it hurt Florida State in multiple, multiple yeah. times. Hitting yards, man. Hitting yards. But Florida State's defense and a or an offense in a really bad spot multiple yep. times where they were pinned. Guys not knowing, okay, let the ball roll. Let it roll into the end zone. Okay, we're good. Or, you know, going, catching, boom, pops out. I mean, it was continuous. Catch the damn punt. punt. And then the kick return, too. Guys, 
I mean, guys were just not wanting to run, in my opinion. I want get off speed dog. I want full said. I don't. And, and then the waiting thing. They, I mean, they they teach it in practices too. But you know, don't just sit there. I mean, get a little bit of momentum going. So then you're already in getting to a stride. Like you know, that was just bad. And it was surprising because Coach Stor- I mean Norbell. I mean, you see their practices. They teach it. I mean, they spend a whole uh, session, uh, a segment during practices on it but it was incredible to see that when it came down to game days just nothing was clicking mentally so some things they got to change there some things that don't need to be changed though is the snapper position i mean do we have any kind of incredible storylines here or what dustin for our (laughs) snappers this year one of your most important positions maybe top three who can ever get the job to the the ball the quickest to the to the punter or the, or the holder is who's going to win. Well, I will say that there's a lot of talent and a lot of experience <laughs> coming Don't back laugh. to Florida State <clears throat> at long snapper. You got both guys that were on the roster last season and James Rosenberry, who ended up as a starter, and also Garrett Murray, who was um, the backup. Rosenberry actually transferred in from Maryland last offseason. He previously worked with uh, Coach JP whenever JP was at Maryland. So – made it easy for him to transfer to FSU last year. I expect him to continue locking that starting job down. But, you know, regardless, in the, in the event of an injury, right, Garrett Murray can, can step jo- right in. Johnny Buckets, just, you are correct. You know, you got to make sure that Sam you just McCall have, the, have the kick return form right. right and just, like, snap we it. We don't bro. need this again, Dustin. Stop it. You What's need to make form? sure, like, your neck is, like, Stop tucked, it. bro, and just, like, one motion. <laughs> Under God, indivisible. For liberty and what? justice for all. What? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll never, we'll never have a guest ever again. <laughs> Good God, help us! <laughs> oh, all because of a snapper. The greatest analysis ever. Thank you. D- all right, basketball time. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give me a second. Oh God! Uh, yeah, Dupree's bringing up something. Johnny Wilson, will he pull up Greg? I mean, I was a big Greg Carr fan when I was little, but I think of this sign me up corner, a little corner out right there. Easy money, red zone threat for sure. But yeah, Johnny Wilson, mm-hmm. can he live up? Can he uh, put up some Greg Carr numbers? We'll see. I don't know. Greg Carr special though. People sleep on Greg Carr. I love me some Greg Carr. Definitely when he got to the end zone. Anyways, let's jump into some basketball so we can wrap up everything in Florida State right now. Leonard Hamilton, what's going Two on? What? I don't understand this. this. Is Nobody understands fight. it. It's like I'm fully fight. invested, then they, they kill me, and then I'm like, dang, I'm invested again. They, they're beating Duke, and then I'm out. And then, oh, my God, now they're on a winning streak against some teams yeah. that they shouldn't really necessarily be beating because they're not fully healthy. But, yeah, give it to us, VZ. Two in a row against Virginia, which was as improbable of a victory as you will ever see. You're down six with a minute 25 left, and you somehow win that game. Um, they outscored Virginia 10 to three in the final 125, which is to score 10 points on Virginia in two in less than two minutes is unheard of almost. Um, obviously, the incredible shot from Matthew Cleveland that everybody's seen a thousand times is one of the craziest shots you'll ever see. Um, Coming into that game, he had hit five total three-pointers on the season, and that's a hell of a way to get your sixth. Um, catching, turning, 
throwing all in the span of one second. Shout out Harrison Prieto on the per pretty much the perfect pass. Um, just a unbelievable win, you know, for, for a team that's still as injured as Florida State is. Um, to go up to Charlottesville, Virginia, and, and get that kind of win is it's a hell of a win. It's a, it's a really great win. Gave them some confidence, which they needed. Um, then to come home last night, play Notre Dame, who's second in the ACC right now, or at least they were heading into the game. You know, one of the best shooting teams in the country. If you had told me one team in, in last night's game was going to shoot 41% from three and the other was going to shoot 26%, I would have thought we lost by 20. Um, the fact that Florida State shot the ball as well as they did, held Notre Dame from lighting them up from three like they did, it's a testament to the team because they're still continuing to fight despite all the injuries. We finally saw Polite back last night, but then Cleveland missed the game with some kind of stomach virus, apparently. Um, it was just it was a great win. It was, it was a really great win. I was more impressed with the Notre Dame win than the Virginia win, honestly, um, just because you know we, we've seen Florida State's Achilles Hill has been three-point defense. We've seen teams continuously light them up from three. Um, and finally, they're like, Hey, you guys can take as many shots at the rim as you want. Notre Dame shot, I think it was 42 layups. But then Florida State also had, I think it was, what was it, eight blocks? I mean, it's hell of a win. Hell of a win. Big win. Big time win. The crowd, the crowd uh, too, and the talk too was pretty impressive. I, I, I wasn't listening to the game for the most part because I was watching on my phone at work. Um mm -hmm. And so, like, I watched the last, like, 10 minutes at home, but I, I didn't really hear the crowd that much, but that's because I had the sound off. That's partially my fault. Did we get to talk? We didn't get to talk about Matthew Cleveland's buzzer beater, did we, on here? No. That's why I kind of mentioned it, like, 30 seconds ago. Wow. <laughs> well, someone, I, someone's someone got to – Dustin doesn't care about basketball anymore, by the way, VZ. I watched you that know, happen live. You know your pieces don't go out. I got your piece. So did I. Congrats. No. <laughs> I got your piece out. I didn't get one out, and I get shit on. But Logan misses. Whoa, like he just said Logan misses like eleven in a row. I got yours out, but he, bring, he brings it and up. And today, by the way, Austin, I got you. you know, I got you, Beasy. I mean, like I said, it's it's one of the most important. Your, your best two day stretch of the season, Logan. Dustin, Dustin is true because he did say a cuss word on here, and I know Mama Lewis is watching. And Mama Lewis, I want you to call him after this and have and, a conversation. And, and, with and to her. Dustin's point about Logan editing and getting a basketball piece, literally as soon as Logan Logan published it, he goes, "Yeah, we we need to get you on like last year where you could just publish it yourself." <laughs> yeah, I mean that seems like a smart idea. I don't know why we're not doing. No, that. I agree. I agree. Well, we just I'm just saying it it's like March, and I've been saying this since what November. I understand. You know, just like, I have a hard time working with I mean, this guy too. Well, down here in the corner, Nate isn't even on the on the back end of the site. What's that? <laughs> I got time for that. The one thing it's I the said. easiest thing ever. It is beyond. It's it's the easiest thing that could. It's even easier than Google Drive than you use. <laughs> it's like definitely easier than that. <laughs> Anyways, back to uh, basketball. Sorry, uh, Beasy. I love I love your pieces. So I'm just putting that out there. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're one of like 10 people that reads it, so I appreciate it. Oh. Hey, I, 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 read it I, I read it every week, bro. <laughs> Do you, Nate? Yeah. Okay. Man, I, I, I give him his click. You know? I read the ones I edit. Thanks. I appreciate it. There you go. I definitely Dang appreciate it. it. Damn, uh -huh. that was mean. 
<laughs> only only one more game for those that uh, want to move past this conversation like I do. Um, well, yeah, let's do it. Let's keep <laughs> well, on moving. One more game, senior night or senior day against a bad NC State team. Huh. Um, they, they just got 40 pieced by Wake Forest the other day. Um, Damn. For the, for the fans in Tallahassee, please show up. You know, Anthony Polite, Raekwon Evans, these guys deserve support. Malik Osborne, too. Um, Harrison Prieto, Justin Linder, these guys deserve support. Um, I think that they deserve to hear the fans cheer pretty loudly one more time. Um, you know, guys like Prieto and Justin have been here for six years. You know, they, they put a lot more in this program than a lot of people realize. Um, and, you know, I know we credited Harrison for that pass, but he's been hoping recently. You know, he had seven points against Notre Dame. I think he had, what, six or seven again against Virginia. I, I thought mean, he had. Giving... I, I thought he had double digits against Virginia. He might have. I he had a he had, he had like his career high against Virginia. Let me let me look real quick. I uh, swear. I try. And I was stall. I was gonna bring that up. Like, can we get him back for a seventh year? Oh yeah. Wow. I was totally wrong. He had fourteen points <laughs> against Virginia. Dude, like I'm telling you, he was knocking it down. I was watching the game and I'm like, what is happening wow. here? <laughs> Matthew Cleveland had twenty. Prieto had fourteen. No one else had more than seven. Damn! Wow. So whenever it just seems like whenever he gets it at the top of the arc and he's got a little bit of room, like he nails it every no, he, single time. He's he's the team's best three point shooter statistically. Jesus, he's That's he's shooting forty five percent from three. The next closest is John Butler at forty percent. Wow! Damn. Harrison Prieto, wow. a guy who who is in his sixth year and has played like eight total games coming into this year's your best three point shooter as a sixth year's walk on senior. It's incredible. It's on. It's, it's he's a backup five. Honestly. It makes no sense. Shout out Harrison because he cannot shoot. He cannot shoot when he first got to campus. It's it's so fun watching his progression now that I've known him for six years. Wow. Well, the thing about him, you know, even if he wasn't making a shot, whenever he's out there on the court, he's trying his best the entire time he's out there. I mean, whenever he's coming out for breaks at timeouts, this guy is literally dripping sweat onto the onto the court. He's playing himself to the point of exhaustion. And it's even more impressive when, like you said, Austin, he's barely played during his career. You know, he came into the season probably expecting to play a similar role um, as a guy off the bench who got in late in games when, when possible. And instead, you know, the last six or seven weeks, he's been thrown into a legitimate role for this Florida State basketball team. And he's played up to par for what you would expect out of an undersized walk-on center. I would say above, I would say above par. <laughs> He's been as good as you can expect from a walk-on player. I wow. mean. It's impressive. It, it's, so it's, it's safe to say that he should have gotten Justin Linder's scholarship. I'm sorry. I'm putting it on the table. I'm sorry. Well, so, so, no, no. Here's the thing. He <laughs> technically has a scholarship. It's just from the meteorology department. So the basketball team didn't have to, <sighs> didn't have to use it on him. Um, so can he come back for one more year? No, I, I don't even think he'd want to at this point. He's been here uh, six years. Um, I don't know but, if they were like, you're starting. But just coming into this season, he had, played, he had played in 27 total games. This year he's played 19 alone, which is unreal. Yeah. And I can't imagine the minute disparity between those 27 versus the last 19. Yeah, Ken Palm doesn't get it to me, so give me one second. got to go somewhere else. Damn, that's tough. Uh, Angel's here in Arizona saying, love the show, love to watch right after I get off from coaching. Oh, nice. Got a coach in here. Keep up the great work. Uh, like you said, he's watching from Arizona, so we got some Arizona 
All right, you, you, you ready for this minute disparity? This is amazing. Uh, yep. From his first five seasons, he played a total of 69 minutes. Nice. This year, <laughs> 233. Wow, yeah. Quadruple. He, yeah, he's yeah. played four times as many minutes as a six-year walk-on in his first five years. That's insane. You got to do a lot of 69s to get to that number. A lot of them. And he's, he'll probably play another 20 minutes on Saturday because it's senior night. <laughs> and I just want to go back to it because, dude, it's impressive, like, the effort that he gives and how, like, he's literally exhausted when he gets off the court. Because, you know, he, you got to think, he wasn't in the – he probably wasn't in the type of shape to play this many minutes. Then he's old for incredible. a college basketball player. Yeah, dude, he's like yeah. 31. All right. He's older We're, than me. All right. He's as old as Nate. There's no, Allegedly. Damn, Allegedly. Damn, that's that's messed up, Nate. You gonna let him talk to you like that? I didn't mean anything. You're gonna see oh yeah, you're gonna mm-hmm. see each other on oh we'll see. Did you did you uh book him a place to stay? Yes, he's got a hotel, he's in the Marriott. He'll wow. be here. That hand is gonna be on the back of Dustin's neck. If he can reach that high. <laughs> Damn, he's calling you short, Nate. Damn. You said he was short. No, I said he's not tall, tall. I'm 5'11. That's not short. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Logan is short. You're taller than not Logan. Short. You're taller than Logan, Nate. Not even close. Not even close. I'm taller Logan's than Beezy, but Logan's about camera five, angle seven. is bad. Logan What'd might be say? the shortest person on this podcast. Are you on drugs? You're on drugs. <laughs> Logan is fighting tooth and nail, and he's you're on <laughs> tooth and nail. Yeah, <laughs> don't he's, even start. He's I, the only one I, here I need to get back to drinking. I need to get back to drinking on the show. Good God. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out John Butler for his insane performance against Notre Dame. Yeah, four, four or five from three, eight boards, four blocks. That's what you want out of him every game. <laughs> Shout out to Butler, baby. Who, who Thin Who would have thought he'd be the be the fre- you know the best freshman this year? At this at this point, I Shock I this. think I'd give it to Cleveland. It's close. Really? It's really close. Like they, they, they've both had their moments. Um, because Cleveland can can create a little bit more for himself than Butler can. Butler is still too scrawny to really create for himself. We saw at the end of the Virginia game when Matt, when Cleveland doesn't think and he just goes. You know, he can get to the basket whenever he wants. Um, but they both had some superb flashes. Even Warley's had some great flashes, especially that Duke game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think we've seen a little bit more out of Cleveland than we have Butler. Granted, part of that was injury. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize he was playing through a sprained ankle. You know, anytime he was off the court, he was in a walking boot for like four weeks. Um, it's tough to play through. It's tough. Tough and rough. But I think does that wrap up basketball? Everybody, go to the game on Saturday at noon in the Tuck. Go I, would say, I, I would say that myself, Logan, Nate, Maddox, and Noah would all be there, but we've got to be at spring practice. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> Unbelievable. Damn. I'm offended. That train even playing football, but that does transition us into on well starting. Well, we have tomorrow. We have the coaches' luncheon which we'll have coverage of that. We're interviewing assistants. Of course, Coach Norvell is doing his uh, press conference to begin the spring, and then we'll also be able to catch up with our good old friend of Corey Fuller. 
Uh, we'll be able to talk to some of the off-field uh, staff members too, which will be fun tomorrow. So we have that luncheon tomorrow. And then Saturday is a big day. Nate will be in town Friday night and Saturday. We got practice at 10. And then they're all throughout that whole morning and afternoon and evening is all recruiting stuff. So a lot of guys coming in town uh, for that, which, you know, there's a list growing and growing in the Discord right now that you guys need to go check out. Um, but, and, you know, a lot of people are asking too, if we'll have photo and video. Yes, we will be able to share some photo and video for the first couple of periods. And then, you know, we got to put the phones away and such, but we will be able to give some photo and video to kind of show you guys, you know, this is what farmer looks like. We're not lying. This is how big he actually looks, but uh, finally get to use that. So make sure this is the big time. Now make sure this number right here on the banner Right down below this number, 850 I'm going to have the phone this weekend. You're not going to be able to text anybody. You're going to have to, you're going to have to like choke me out. That will be (laughs) Well, first of all, let me tell them the number so they'll text it. 850-616-8661. And we'll be texting you guys. Nate. Nate. Yep. Spring, Spring practice updates will be coming to you. And it won't be with Nate. But it will come with some pictures of maybe Sean Ward, who we had on here this evening, or maybe Jordan Travis, maybe some of these freshmen coming in with Sam McCall, Azaria we'll Thomas, me with Dustin in a headlock. Uh, well, I'll let you do that one. Then. I'll <laughs> let you do that. That would be fine. But make sure you text the number eight five zero six one six eight six six one. And as usual, always make sure you're following all of the socials. We'll be on Instagram. This is where I finally get to shine. Finally, we get to take some videos. But Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. Instagram stories. It's just going to be everywhere and in the discord too. So um, yeah, that's about it. And then we've got a special announcement tomorrow at 9 a.m. We are excited to announce the next game day that we will be revealing the next team. There's been a lot of guesses and only a few people have gotten it right, but I think it is going to surprise a few people, but a few people. You want me to make a guess? How about hell no? <laughs> How about hell no? I was about to say a few of these guys on here are going over to join that team and the staff over there. So uh, it's been a lot of work this week. I, I I just got a whole nother list of things to do once we get done with this. But very, very, very excited to announce this. And I think some fans on here will end up liking it, too, for a majority of you guys. But uh, don't don't want to give it away. Don't want to give it away. Don't want to give it away. Too I much. should. Oh, no, I'll uh, cancel the hotel right now. Uh, I'm tweeting cancel at 830 in the hotel. Yep. No. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to go live at 9 a.m. 830 on Nate's Twitter. No, don't go there. At don't go there. 9 a.m. Eastern, Central, Pacific. No. 9 a.m. Eastern is a little early for me. You're going to be up. I swear to God, if you're not up, Jesus Christ, help me. I will be, but I'll be on a plane. So I don't I won't be that. retweeting that announcement until like 1 p.m. <laughs> what? Well, if you're you up to work. handle it. Well, we need your clout. That you're growing your clout. I thought the retweet would help. Get it not, out there. Not for that. Uh, and just for the record, though, Mendoza, we're 1 0 right now for the bone in guys. 1 0, 1 0 with current players. For no, you, you, no, pay, no. you paid him to say that. Just admit that yeah. nil deal under the table. <laughs> he said, I, did I, not I, I can go whichever. No, he was wishy washy. No, he, he, you can tell his love 
No, you could tell he, he didn't want to bonus. offend your bone your boneless. I, I, I think that once we get the uh you know Where, his, where's his, the merch at? Where's I know get at? get his merch at his merch and our merch because like the, the we're gonna call it the king of the wing. Yeah. <laughs> king, king of the boneless buddies. Just saying. <laughs> oh God help us all. God help us all. Came up with um, Right there. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up. But yeah, tons tons of coverage the next like seventy two hours. So keep an eye out for that. Everybody appreciate everybody hanging in here with us this evening. Definitely shout out to Sean Ward. Best of luck with them this spring camp. We're hoping to get a few more other players and coaches. But fantastic interview. I actually that was the first time I actually got to hear the back end story of him earning the scholarship. We really didn't hear much about it, so he kind of got to share the news with us this evening to all the FSU fans. So really cool stuff uh, hit the subscribe button right now on itunes google play spotify and we'll see you guys next week on thursday at 8 30 p.m eastern time enjoy the weekend spring football is here bye